Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Another lovely Friday here. It's Maker That Money with Pooch from Repcord. Along with me, as always, I've got my trusty sidekick, the king, the lord of the empire of sticky, Mr. Andrew <laughs> Mayhall. Andrew, how are you today? I'm I'm doing all right. It's doing all right. A little bit better, but hanging in there. Good week, I hope. Yeah. Good week. Good. Uh. And with <laughs> us, we are so lucky to have uh, this guest today. I'm really excited about this. Uh, we've got Chuck Hellebuck uh, from Chep. Uh, so. So I don't know what what to say. Filament Friday, you know, you you go by a lot of different terms. But Chuck, yes, welcome Chuck so much. There you go, there you go. Welcome so much. Thank you for being here. You, we could not have a better guest for this week's topic because we're going to talk in a little bit about diversification of your business and your your hustle and whatnot. And there is no more diversified guy. Chuck has got his hands in a lot of different. Uh, things and we're gonna dive in on that. But um, why don't you, for those who are haven't met you before, I mean that's kind of silly because most of the people that are with us in the chat here uh, have have definitely met you. But give us the elevator pitch. Tell us what Chep is all about. Okay. Well, first of all, Chep stands for Chuck Hullabuck's Electronic Products. That's where the Chep comes from, and it really goes back to God when the internet started. I'm that old, so. I launched an elect, uh, a website um, to do electronics because that's my back. I'm an electrical engineer, I like designing stuff. But even before that, if you go back, my family has been in business for years, small business stuff. So I've always had my hand in something, yeah. cutting grass as a kid or, you know, whatever. I was always had a side <laughs> hustle, essentially. He's a hustler. And so <laughs> electronics. <laughs> So Chuck Olivix Electronic Products was an extension, a side hustle for my day job. And I wanted to do design work for people. I quickly realized I didn't have the time to do that. But what I learned is all the tools that I had learned how to use or track down, um, someone else could start doing their own electronic design. So I sure. started selling kits of the software and, and the hardware programmers, microcontrollers, things like that, so they could design their own stuff. And then I started writing articles to help them use it, which led to being published in a Nuts and Bolts magazine, National Electronics magazine, which led to a publisher asking me if I wanted to write a book because he said, you're able to take the technical stuff and really bring it down to earth. He says, that's a rare, rare talent. And so I ended sure up is. starting writing books, became an author. Right? Wow. And then I realized I found out how, how little profit the author makes. Yeah. So I started... I learned the self-publishing business, and then I started self-publishing books, and I've since published 10 books, mostly on electronics, I think one on 3D printing, and uh, that went really well. Um, I also had electronics designs that I had on the side. I had an Arduino module before there was Arduino, um, but it wow. wasn't nearly as good as Arduino, but yeah, uh, eventually I, I did my own Arduino module for microchip pick users because... Arduino was AVR, and then I did my own shields and stuff and um, tried to sell all that stuff. Nothing that was ever big, but it was fun. It was side hustle, extra cash. Right. But the, the books did really well. The books is really what started to make money for me for many years, help pay my mortgage, help pay for my sons to play hockey and uh, things like that. Sure. And that went great until I don't Know, about eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, book sales really started to drop off. And I said, okay, 
time to shift again because business is all about right shifting and adapting and absolutely and uh and i said well this youtube thing everyone's going to youtube instead of reading a book so i launched a youtube channel and i was crappy as could be at the beginning but then eventually got better but the whole idea was chip it was supposed to be electronics focused with some cnc like i don't know if you can see it cnc back here yeah for cutting circuit boards and 3d prints for doing brackets and boxes and stuff the 3D print stuff just took off. And so I said, oh, go with it. Yeah, there, so there you go. So that's how it became Chuck Hollebuck's Electronic Products, film it Friday. So wow. I had CNC Sunday, film it Friday, and then there's supposed to be electronics videos. And you go back in my early videos, there were some, but the 3D printing just took over. And that's kind of where I'm at today. I mean, you've covered so much ground, and then on top of that, for a lot of it, you were you had a you had a full time job. I think you you worked uh, you you're in the Detroit area, right? And so you were in the automotive industry, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I spent 22 years working for Ford. Uh, I have several designs that are well, they're mostly not floating around anymore. Older cars, they'd be there. Yeah, Taurus oh, wow. and town car and thing. I have three patents from designs that I made there. Yeah. Um, so I so I did a lot of professional electronics design and manufacturing, and I worked in assembly plants. So I know the automotive industry like the back of my hand. It's yeah. easy. Um, but then about uh, well, they started then they dipped down there when uh, Chrysler and GM filed bankruptcy. Ford didn't. I left like a year before that Ooh, and went to timing. a semiconductor uh, company where I basically do training material, and that's still my day job for now until I, uh, retire. Wow. So, so you, you know, impressive. it really is. We, I mean, we've, we've talked a number of times on past episodes about the power of the pivot and mm -hmm. how, you know, being successful in business is really just about trying, uh, you know, as much as I hate to say, it, it's like that shotgun approach or that, you know, throw, throw whatever you can against the wall and see what sticks kind of thing. I mean, Chuck, you're such mm -hmm. a, such a good example of that and and embracing that too and so we we're lucky we've said that we are able to use a lot of this technology in this day and age that allows us the flexibility to pivot 3d printing is a great example of that right because mm -hmm. you're not you're not committing a lot of resources to mold making all that stuff you can just you know let, hey you know what let's give it a shot Quickly let's get it up it, yeah. there let's see if it sells and if it doesn't right. we'll try the next thing no big deal I've always loved your your just very you know uh, good approach and and you've certainly found that not only can you pivot like that you you start to as you as you wander through your business journey you start to find other uh, you start to spark new ideas you start to uh, get inspired by things that may work even better and so you you've had such a perfect combination of the educational side, right? So you've got these little residual revenue streams coming in from from educate from books and and whatnot from your YouTube channel. So your content creator on top of all of this, and then you're using that to sell product. And it's just mm -hmm. such a powerful combination. And I love seeing people who do that well, uh, the way that you know the the way that you do, and and that embrace it. Right. Right. That's, yeah. and, you know, the, the market will lead you too if you listen, you know, if you listen to what your customers are saying, you, you see where the issues are, um, that can also open opportunities, even though it can be a headache for a while, it can open opportunities. And, and that's the biggest thing is you got to be open to that change. You can't, you can't sit around and say, okay, I'm making good money. I don't want anything to change. Right. No, if you're making good money, then it's time <laughs> to start thinking because it's not going to last. So that's um, right. 
So, so, but I still like my some of my electronic. I, I you know, like a lot of my stuff. I've sold off through you know royalty arrangements or stuff. So I still make money from some of my electronic stuff. Um, my books still sell. Not it certainly in big volume, but they still sell. Uh, so, so I've never left the revenue behind. Uh -huh. I, I left some of it. I shared it with you know someone else who wants to do the extra work. But the idea is that <laughs> there's still you know you've got that. It's, it's almost like you invest in a stock, you're still getting a dividend, you know, it's just, right. you're just not getting as much, but you're still there, you know, so um, now you don't have to give it up, you just have to shift to maybe where the better revenue is, you know, where it needs your time. Absolutely. And so, you, you know, you've, you've articulated a number of what sounds like a number of revenue streams for you. So, you, you know, you, you are diversified and then some in terms of if any one of these stops selling or you decide to stop doing them, you're not, you know, under threat of, of, uh, you know, having the whole thing come tumbling down, right? The don't put all your eggs in one basket type thing that we talk mm -hmm. about, um, which is great. You have to, but, but obviously when you're getting started that, you know, that's easier said, you know, with hindsight and stuff, when you're getting started mm -hmm. and you're trying to build a market and you're trying to build a brand and all that stuff, you know, you don't always have the luxury of just, or the time and the energy, you know, like are the resources, uh, you know, so think back for me for a second to like what your first time, you, you mentioned mowing lawns. That was one of my first ones too. And, you know, maybe it was a summertime job and stuff, but then how, where did you go from there? It seems like it was in your blood from the get go. I think we've talked offline before, even like with your family and stuff, you'd mentioned that, you know, you were selling stuff from a very young age and always had that entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I came from my dad who, who always kind of had a side hustle and, you know, he did flea markets and, you know, garage sales. And then he fixed lawnmowers out of the garage. So I learned uh -huh. to fix lawnmowers right alongside of him. We, we'd go to bike auctions, police bike auctions, buy a bunch of bikes, fix them up, sell them on Sundays, people oh, come man. home from church, you know? So, so I learned, you know, mechanical stuff from an early age, just doing that. And then eventually that became a business. That's still a business that runs today. My brother runs and, Oh, wow. uh, lawnmowers, mostly, mostly lawnmowers now, not so much bicycles anymore, but, um, so I grew up working in there, but then always electronics on the side. And, um, so once I, you know, I went to college, got my engineering degree okay. and, but I always had stuff going on on the side and, and, uh, um, but the whole idea is that you say, you know, you're not making a lie. You're not building the whole, the whole idea is you're investing in yourself. If you're doing it just to make money, might as well stop because there's no guarantees. Right. Um, the money will come if you're dedicated to, and, and it may, you may have to shift to do it, but the whole idea is that you're looking for the opportunities that you wanna work with, things that you wanna do, something that you bring that maybe someone else doesn't do as well. There's your advantage, that's right. what you can sell. Right. And so that's what you go after. And, and that could, you know, like you said, it's like juggling, you gotta keep, you know, so many balls in the air. Yeah. Um, if you're just got one ball in your bounce and that, you know, you lose it, you're done. So you've got to have multiple balls in the air to, if one drops, you can still juggle a little bit. And, and that's the revenue stream. So, right. um, and you also got to keep yourself interested. You know, if you do one thing, eventually you get bored. If you do multiple <laughs> that's things, the best part. <laughs> you know, you can, you can go off on this for a while, go off on that for a while and, and keep yourself entertained because it's work, you know, but it's like, going bowling playing the sport that's work sure but it's work you enjoy so it's not really work right so if you can make mm -hmm. your job more of something you enjoy then it's like
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, got to kind of balance them out. Yeah, and 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 so, obviously but I forget the original question. But <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it was perfect. I mean, you've spent a lot of time honing your craft, and like you said, it's a if you're you got to have some passion behind it, right? Uh, a lot of people right. in the chat are just completely agreeing with you. Like just making money, you know, it's that's you're gonna burn yourself out if you can't find a way for having it, you know, be sustainable, enjoyable, and all that stuff. So this is mm-hmm. obviously a you know a yin and a yang to a balancing act and all that stuff. I'm wondering if you could think back to a time for us, Chuck, where maybe you had an idea that you were sure was going to do great, and it didn't do so great. And and what what did that feel like? Did you feel like you held on to it for too long, or were you just like, eh, you know, we gave it a shot and we moved on? Because you you don't seem like the person, the kind of person to me that um, takes it too too personally when it when it's not going the way that you want. You just kind of tweak and maneuver. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. No, that's fair. That's definitely fair because. Um, like I, I love electronic design. That's yeah. this day. I still love electronic design, even if no one wants to watch a YouTube video about it or anything else, I'm still doing it. But when I was, when I went to work for Ford out of college and they did their own design and I was working my way into doing that. And then they shifted and then they went to, you know, outsourcing a lot of that stuff. So I said, well, okay, that's when I started electronic products, you know, website and the whole bit trying to, to design because I didn't want to lose those skills and I still like doing it but it didn't take long to figure out I didn't have the time to do it so I had that's when I had to like okay I got a shift where I did more of the training what I took my knowledge that I learned I still did the design on the side but I used that knowledge to write books and articles and things like that um but uh, as far as you know god I had a thought and I kind of lost it there but but there's always a point where you have to assess, is this worth going forward for? I, that's sure. I remember now. Like, example, there was a, a little module called the basic atom. Um, there was a basic stamp, which was very popular. It's kind of like the early Arduino and a guy's local came up with basic atom. To me, it was better in so many ways. It was, it was faster. It was easier to program. Arduino. You could do more yeah. with it. Yeah. And, and so I wrote a book on how to use the basic atom. And I thought this, I'm going to sell a, crap load of books right yeah, and yeah, i went yeah. to the first maker fair <laughs> in dearborn at uh, henry ford and I my books out there i'm excited man i'm gonna sell a bunch i think i sold three he's know, ready to sign whole... get your book yeah, signed yeah, by exactly. chuck hellebuck <laughs> yeah his first yeah. book I ever got on amazon because you know at that point they sold 65 70 of the books you had to be there sure the book the book didn't sell it didn't uh-huh. sound. That was my first self-published book. So there were so many things I stuck my neck on oh, self-publishing wow. and thing, and the whole thing crashed. And and I still and I will still sit back and say that was one of the best books I've ever written. Uh-huh. But it didn't matter because people didn't want it. So I I said okay, let's go back and I did keyword searches and looked and what people were looking for, and at the end of the day they were looking for embedded C programming books. And there weren't enough oh. out there. So I shifted. I wrote the next book was my beginner's guide to embedded C programming. And that book hit um, July, mid-July, I forget what year, but mid-July, I sold like, and this self-published, so I sold 20 books in like the first two weeks. The next month, I sold 40 books. The next month, I wow. sold 85 books. The go. next month, I sold 150 books because I hit the right target. I hit what people wanted instead of what I wanted. And that book continued to sell. I ended up writing a volume two and a volume three. And that series 
basically paid my mortgage for two years. It paid wow. for the boys' hockey. It, it was tremendous. And it was because I self-published. I kept most of the profits, not the publishing company. So, there you go. Um, so I went from probably absolute low to absolute high Man. because I was able to shift. What a great story! I mean, one I really appreciate yeah. that that you sh- you share kind of the 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 fail piece of it because we don't mm-hmm. get to hear that a lot in this day. Everybody's you know online talking about how great their life is and all this stuff, and you don't get to hear you know the hardship as much. But it's such a critical part of the journey. And we always say, like, you, you, the only way to lose in business is, is when you give up, right? And so a lot mm-hmm. of times is you, you just got to give yourself enough runway. And, and and there's a ton of people out there that put themselves out there, put themselves into writing a book and only sell three, and then they'll just, oh, they'll be so destroyed, right? So it's like, how do you not how do you not let that weigh on you or how do you not take it apart? I'm sure you had your moments where it's, ah, what am I doing, all this stuff. But it's like you get up the next day, you put your shoes on, you put your big boy pants on, and you get back to work. And... I, I, I got to tell you, man, you're, you're an inspiration in that regard. I always watch, uh, even even in this day and age, with your YouTube channel and how much you love to talk analytics, that you're a, you're a student, you're always learning the new process and all that stuff. You never you never stop learning, and you, you dig into the data, and you try to figure out what it is, and hey, if it doesn't work, you don't take it personally. You get back up, and you you know you do it again. Right. Well... Like I said, I'm an, I'm an engineer, so yep. that's what we do. You know what I mean? It's just, you got to figure out how to, you know, read the data sheets and figure out how to make the code work and why is this thing failing, you know, so you got to dig in. And if I didn't like that, I wouldn't be doing it. But, but yeah, so it's just a, a various form of that. Um, I mean, another example was four years into my YouTube journey. You know, I was doing what I like to do. I was doing, you know, Tinkercad and designing stuff yeah. four years in, you know, my channel was essentially dying. I mean, I, you know, Drew taken off, Angus had taken off, other channels were passing me up. And um, I'm going, well, you know, what am I doing wrong? I had my core Patreon supporters, which is my favorite people in the world. They just, they, they kept me going. Um, and and I said, I'm not going to let them down. But what happened was looking at the data. I had, uh, at one point, I threw together a video. And, and I threw together a video of how I fixed a printer in my print farm. Yeah. And I go, you know, I just needed a video. So I just redid every, all my steps, redid that video or re, redid the fix as a video. And I put links to the parts that I used to Amazon affiliate links, which I was, I was making $30 a sure. month from Amazon. Sure. I wasn't doing much. Um, and, and that video, and then I forgot about it. Yeah. And it was uh, like two months later, I'm looking at my stats, my channel's dying. I'm at, actually thinking maybe I need to quit YouTube and, shift to something totally different right oh, and wow. i'm going no 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 i'm not gonna quit i don't quit but but yeah, yeah, yeah. there other guys are making it what am i doing wrong and then i got a comment from somebody that said hey where do i get those couplers that you showed in that video that video i talked about and i go the links in the description he goes they're sold out and i'm like what they had three you know <laughs> what i picked the wrong you know yeah, yeah yeah so i i gave him a new link fixed the link in a video and then I thought, oh wait, I can look at the stats in Amazon and see how many I sold. And I went in there and saw I felt sold like 300 of these couples. Yeah. And you know, there's a, wow. like a two month delay before you see it. And I had like a $300 royalty coming, uh, coming from 30 to 300 just from that video. Yeah. And that's when I stopped and I said, wait, I'm doing all this fixing, updating my machines, trying different things. I just not making videos about it. 
So I shifted and started making videos about the things I fixed and all the stuff I print on Tinkercad. And I was like, okay, that took a backseat. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the channel took off. Yeah. And re revenue went up, subscribers went up, AdSense went up. And I haven't really looked back since. The thing's been growing ever since. God, I love hearing that kind That's of amazing. stuff. It's, well, and, and, and uh, you know, a lot of the people we've talked to or that are content creators uh, will will echo probably the same thing. I think it, it all comes down to you got to find your voice. You got to find your niche, right? What is it that you're doing? Why are people going to your channel and not somebody else's, right? Are you meeting a need? Are you, you know, and because, you know, you're just like, hey, keep looking at it. It's not, I don't think that, a YouTube channel ever dies just the same way a business doesn't die. It's a, it's a business and it's a different type of business, but it's like, you're going to have to pivot sometimes. And, and you're lucky that you've got all this fantastic data at your fingertips that, that past businesses didn't have that kind of immediate, like analytical data to dig into, to like help make business decisions with. So what a great time, you know, to be doing that. So, you know, looking at how do we flip, uh, you know, a negative into a positive and and you know another great example there chuck andrew you're not uh, gonna get off the hook here just kind of cruising by <laughs> over in the corner there i know you've got some some stories I, we've, we've kind of gone a little bit away from diversification but i think it's very related to talk about um obviously like the progression of a business right because that's that's sure. where a lot of the the, the, the pillars, you know, that, that support the whole thing come from. So when you look at the mm -hmm. overall pillars that are supporting Andrew Mayhall and who you are and what you know as a business person today, you know, it may not, it's not all 3D gloop, right? That you had other formative experiences as well that got you to where you are that led you to have a stronger outcome just the way that, that sure. Chuck, Chuck does. You sure. briefly talked about your past thing because gloop is actually your second business. Academy's mid yes. off. <laughs> yeah yeah gloop is uh gloop well I, I, let's put it like this it's my second official start <laughs> of a, of a business uh you know there's been multiple things that i've done in the past um trying to um you know pull from past experiences or you know develop things uh you know like myself uh something that chuck said uh that resonated very well uh with me is is that uh you have to look at the things that you do as an investment in yourself uh, and you know, if you're, if you're constantly working towards bettering what you do, uh, I, I think you're not going to view it as work. It's going to be something where it's like, oh, Hey, I can, I can make this progress. I can get to a point where, you know, it can support me and it creates this feedback loop. Um, so yeah, you know, I've had multiple starts. My, my first, my first attempt was, uh, you know, a, a, a massive one, but, uh, you know, ended up raising a lot of money from private equity groups and, uh, you know, building out a really awesome team. Um, and I learned from ultimately what would be a failure uh, to, you know, rebuild and and go in a different direction. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and you know, I've had, I'm not going to go into it now, but I think most people that have any kind of business usually have, you know, the one that they typically succeed on is not usually their first one, right? It's oftentimes third, fourth, fifth. Uh, and hopefully, you know, you're taking, taking lessons along the way and, and, and going from there. What I want to ask the both of you in, we've talked about this before, 
you know, there's this mentality when you're when you're doing a business, it's like, okay, pick one thing and do it well. That's kind of a very gross oversimplification, right? Like, that's a, a way of talking about like, oh, find your niche, find your voice, that kind of thing. That's great. But it's not one thing, right? Like, how do we reconcile the need for focus? Because we've talked about this before, the shiny object syndrome, right? Like, as makers, that always is creeping in, right? We've got a million different ideas of things that we would love to be spending our time on. But realistically we have a limited amount of hours in the day and uh we're not doing anybody any good if we're just trying to juggle too many balls at once right chuck so you know how do you reconcile that need for focus and driving toward a specific goal with not having all your eggs in one basket well i think the biggest thing and i come back to if you're doing it for money you're gonna fail i mean we're all gonna make money we all got bills to pay you know um, but you've got to stay focused on what your overall goal is and that goal can shift, but you still have to know what it is. Like deep down, my goal is to help people with technology. I mean, I mean if you go through anything that I've done, yeah, I, I loved it as a kid and I learned from others and now I'm able to pass it on. So everything I do falls back into that. Now, what segment of it? Yeah, that's what shifts, but I never really lose sight of that goal. So, um, so that, that to me is the most important thing. You have to understand what it is you want, what it is you want to do, and then try to make money at it, you know, as part of it, but that shouldn't be the main goal. <laughs> Hopefully the money follows and you're doing it right. Yeah. Um, but that's why, like I said, juggling, you know, there's going to be times you want to go do play with that new shiny thing, new idea. Yeah. That's time management too. You've got to, you know, you got your business and you're doing your stuff, but there's going to be time where you need to just take a break, spend family time. You need to take a vacation occasionally. You need to go play with your shiny object, your idea, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just know that, you know, just like we have a day job, you, they give you time off to go live your life too. So you have to run your business as a part of your life, not your life, which is oh, kind man. of hard to do because you put so much in it. You're just dropping gems today, Chuck. All these quotes. <laughs> I love it. So that's that that's the balls in here. It's always a juggle. Everything, you know, everything you do. You know, yeah. there's family, you got your juggling, your your job, your job. So it's um that's 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 life, right? That's how you how well you handle that is the key. And sure. you gotta stay positive because sure. um yeah. it's it, it just it, as soon as you as soon as you start thinking negative negative will follow if you think positive positive will follow yeah. it doesn't always work you know but for the most part that's what you have to do you know you have to things are down it's it's going to be tough keep going it will get better if you don't believe that I, I mean, so it's I, been it's been hard. said a million different ways in times, you know, like the what was it? Oprah's big thing with the, with the secret. It's like the energy that you put out there right. is what you're going to get back. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I, I believe that very much. I think a lot of people in our, our position do as well. But it's it's really tough for a lot because, you know, time is the X factor at any given mm -hmm. segment. You're going to get you're going to take a lot of beaten and licks and all this stuff. And you got to just, you know just believe like, Hey, I just, you're going to have bad days just because you're trying to be positive. Doesn't mean there's not going to be the bad days. It's that you just got to make sure you're putting that energy out and you're not putting out the woe is me and all that stuff. Because it, I think it works the other way too. If, if you believe that your life is in ruin or you're, you're going to fail, you're going to fail. So 
that's a that's a tough that's a tough one to just we can say that all we want but you know it takes people's commitment to learn you got to live that you got to learn that i don't know Mm -hmm. andrew do you have anything to add well one thing i i've got a i've got a question uh kind of getting back to the uh uh the idea of the diversification chuck um do you go out actively and sit or you know do you sit and think of how can i diversify my portfolio how can i how can I, you know, get another revenue stream or do you just kind of find yourself stumbling into it um, and, you know, figuring out kind of, and, you know, as, as you were mentioning, uh, you know, building or doing something passionate, you know, and, and then just seeing what happens, you know, you follow what you're passionate about and then it turns into something or are you sitting here trying to figure out what the next move is? Just curious. <clears throat> yeah, it, it really the answer is yes to all of it because, hmm. um, you kind of make your own luck, right? People say, oh, you're lucky this happened. Yeah, yeah, there's certain things. I've been lucky in certain things. But I also put myself in a position sometimes to be lucky because I worked hard to to be able to, you know, say I go to say I go to Murph, you know, and I get to meet with some company that I, I would never have met with before. And I find out they have some interesting products that may, oh, I suddenly the wheels are turning what I can do. Maybe right. they want to work with me as far as sponsorship or something like that. So did, was that luck or was it the fact that I was able to get myself in a position to afford to go there and find the time and, and, and make that happen? So, and then, but as far as, you know, am I looking? Yeah, I'm always looking at opportunities. If you're not, if you're not, you know, then you're never going to, you know, go anywhere. You, and there's many opportunities that I turned down. I mean, I've turned down sponsorships like crazy. Oh I've turned down, um, you know, review my printers for, for, many years. There's many printers now that I review. I actually buy the thing because I don't want anybody to tell me what I can, can and cannot say. But but the uh, I got myself to that point before you know, I didn't have the money to do that. Sure. So it's it's really working towards, you know, again, that goal and how you want to approach it. And then the money will kind of come. So, but I always try to shoot for a five point, a minimum five point revenue stream. So okay. five different points. So if I lose one, I still have revenue. You're a five-legged table. If I lose two, it's it's hurt me, but I still got revenue. Okay. But but you know, five revenue streams. And so to, for me, you know, it's it's AdSense. There's Patreon. There's affiliates or any of that kind of thing. Yep. Um, and then my 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 side business stuff, which you know, it's, uh, it's my flag that you know. There it is. I've sold for years. This was <laughs> one of my first videos. Shout out to the I mail fixed flag. the flag in my mailbox. I saw an opportunity others may want it. I started selling on eBay and Etsy. Eventually, it. It, I built a whole print farm selling these things. I was selling, you know, 5,000 flags a year, sometimes more. Wow. Until eventually <laughs> now it's, now it's injection that. molded. So yeah. I offloaded that to, you know, a partner who injection molds it. And then I have a partner who sells it. So that's, that's a revenue stream that also can't film a Friday toolkit was from my experience and things <laughs> we put together. And my business partner sells I that. Love merch you know, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The e-leveler, you know, the e-leveler. This was just, this is electronics, an idea I had in my head. This was my shiny object. This was my oh, thing. Oh, like, I love this. Okay, okay I got, I, I want to play with this. How do I, how do I find time? And, and finally, I found time to do it. Um, I actually was a sponsored video, so I could, you know, do that. So there's a reason to bring it into the channel. And I honestly thought I'd sell 25 of these things and be done. And, you know, know, we've (laughs) sold thousands and thousands of these things and it's helped so many people level their bed. So you never know, right? It was just, it was just something I wanted to do. I use it every day. I love it, but it's like, doesn't, you know, it's like that first book. 
that didn't that people didn't want. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. Uh, people didn't want. No, it turns out people didn't want it. So. Yeah. No, real, real quick listeners for those listening back after the fact of the podcast, Chuck, Chuck was holding up one of his, uh, his, his current hot sellers. It's a, uh, leveler. Uh, it's a, it's a little electronics board for 3d printers that helps assist you in leveling the bed. Really slick design. Um, as, as many of us that are, uh, you know, in here have, have a 3d printing background, very useful tool. And you can uh, find all this and all the other stuff that Chuck's been talking about. Uh, if you look, I've got a link to his website, his YouTube channel, all that stuff will be in the description. Please go check him out. Please go support him. He makes amazing stuff, no matter what you're into. He is the diversification master. So just, uh, <laughs> more, more plugs for you there. Uh, Chuck, um, you know, and the thing is, I wasn't really, I wasn't, I'm just showing it. No, I mean, happy to do it. There, <laughs> the idea is that all these different things bring in some form of revenue. No one thing could right. know, support you. No, but those together help build something. You know, I still work a day job. So it's not like, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, you know, rich, going to go off and do this funny thing. My whole YouTube and the training and all, it's, it's my retirement. It's what I want to do in retirement. It's investing when, in his retirement so many guys leave a job and they have nothing to do and two three years later i see them they're you know they're retired and yeah that's not gonna be a problem for you. because yeah, yeah <laughs> they just got no purpose you know yeah this is yeah. my purpose i love it i love teaching i love you know i'd be doing it even if there wasn't a youtube channel but this is yeah. what i'm building you know yeah. for the future so yeah it's it's i try to do that five points maybe add a six or seven but you know the whole idea is that I love you it. want a shotgun approach and and don't rely on one. And if one starts to falter, go back and figure out why it's faltering and get it back up. If one yeah. goes way too high, maybe you go, okay, maybe I'm focusing too much time on that because it's hurting the other ones. So sometimes you might have to knock it down, right? Yeah. So it's it's like, you know, if you go too many sponsors, sponsors take over your channel. Do you want that really? Because then everything else is yeah. going to start to falter. So it's like, right. no, back off a little bit. So so it's, right. sometimes you got to give a little to, to, to gain, you know? I want to take a, a quick second to acknowledge uh, everybody that's with us in the chat. Sorry, we've been just so enamored with this conversation. We're getting actually some <laughs> questions and stuff in here. I just want to uh, recognize you guys. And and if you're listening back after the fact, we do this every uh, Friday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, we record it on YouTube, so you're welcome to jump on uh, in the chat there. If you're feeling brave and you want to get on the hotline, you're certainly welcome to do that and join the conversation that way. We've got a link up above for that piece uh, as well. So multiple ways to engage in the conversation. Um, I just want to call out a couple key uh, points that people have been saying. Chris, uh, you know, mentioned, Chuck, you hit on this really easily. You know, luck, we talk about luck. Luck is where opportunity meets preparation, right? So it's it's continuing to do it uh, to the point where you, you collide with, you know, all your preparation, all that opportunity comes together. And we define that a lot of times as luck. But you put yourself in that spot. You don't, it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's the, I think that's the right perspective. Excellent comment. Chris Perillo has been blowing up the chat. He's very, very <laughs> excited. Loves your commentary about if you're doing it for money, you're doing it uh, for the wrong reasons or you're going to fail. And, and there was some, there was some sub conversation in there uh, about what's the context on it. If you're doing to make money, you might as well stop is what you'd said. The way I take that and correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it's not just about anybody can get in and try to do something to make money for a period of time. We're talking about creating a sustainable venture, right? And so if your focus is simply on the dollars and cents, 
you're probably going to fail. I mean, it's a gross oversimplification and comment, but it's like if you're if you're if you're building, if you're slowly, you know, building up, having some passion behind it, like the money will come. Is that a fair synopsis you think of what we're we're trying to get out there? It's not it's not to say that you can't just try to hey, there's sometimes you just need to make some quick cash. That's that's not there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, right, and that's I mean that's that's kind of a job, right? I mean that's what a job is. But that's not what we're talking if about. Someone else went out and they're, they're the area entrepreneur. They went out and built this business, and then they're willing to you know you work you, you work for them. But really, if you work for someone else, you're building their their dreams. You're, you're building their um, their future, or whatever. Right? You, you get a paycheck, which is cool, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people that's what they want to do. For me, I always wanted to do the things I wanted to do, you know, yeah. and if I could tie the two together, fantastic, which I've kind of done. Um, and, and, but it was, and that's where, you know, money was needed. But, but the idea is that I'm going after the things that I like to do. I love helping people learn technology. I love, and I've learned to love 3D printing and I still love electronics and that. Right. It just so happens I've found a way to make money from it. And so, yeah, I mean, you can't ignore the fact that you're putting all this work in and you're not going to make some money. It's it's always going to be a factor in there. Sure. But but yeah, it's it's tough if if, you know, if suddenly you're doing something, you know, you're focusing on money and all of a sudden that money dries up. How do you shift? Right. How do you shift? Because all your focus was on making money. How do you shift? I mean, the idea is, OK, I'm going to shift, make money over here. Over where? That's a great point. Yeah, because you 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 you're, you never really had your core. Yeah. You know, your core was making money. It's like doing what? Yeah. You know, why, why is anyone giving you money? What yeah. are you doing? You know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, even, even the stock market, you know, if you invest in the stock market, you know, it's like, okay, you're investing to make money, but what are you investing in? Right. Well, you, you know, you got to understand the companies you're investing in or, you know, you can throw it in a mutual fund, but then that's just letting someone else do it. So, so it's just, you have to understand them. And then what mutual funds you're investing is, is it something maybe you believe in, you know, in the mm -hmm. environments you mm -hmm. want to invest in things that help that mm -hmm. or, or maybe you want to you know startups or whatever you invest in it there's you're still going to have a core that you're focusing on so so yeah that's that's what i mean by it i mean you're still you're trying to make money doing what you love yeah but what well, is it that you love that should be the focus well yeah and and, and you're talking about the difference between you know, strategic and tactical, right? Well, of course, business strategy is like, we need to make money, but that tells you nothing about how to get there, right? <laughs> the tactical, you get, where you get in the trenches, how you go about it, like, and, and you have to have both, right? And that's a very, again, gross oversimplification. But along what right. you were just saying, Grant from Three D Musketeers had a great question about pivoting. Let's just pivot back to that really quick. <laughs> How though, he asks, do you handle a pivot when you want to make one, but specifically your market like via social media is decidedly not that group. So I think he's talking about kind of pivoting out of the same, you, you might get some, correct me if I'm wrong, Grant, but if you're getting feedback, you know, that your pivot requires you going someplace that you're not familiar with a new community or something like that. Is that what you're, is that what you're asking there? That's kind of what I read into that. Um, you know, you're, you, how do you how do you pivot out of your safe space uh, if if you don't have any inroads to a community? Is that something you worry about, or are you concerned with uh, feeling comfortable with you know the the market that you're trying to to service? How how much do you need to know that market ahead of time? Oh, even a lot. I mean, that's <laughs> that's 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 where the analytics come in, right? That's right. where you at. Say say you want to pivot to something else. Yeah. Um. 
behind the scenes, that's where you take this, where you take some time out, you know, that's the new shiny thing. And then you go study that and figure out what is a hit, what is working, what is, what is that, that new world? What is it about? Does that fit what you want to do? Does it fit with where you want to go? Is there an opportunity there that you can bring to this new opportunity that, it, that you don't see is there? There's still no guarantee this is going to work. But when you finally make that pivot, when you finally say, okay, I'm going to pivot from what I'm doing to maybe doing this over here, you already know there's a path. You already know there's potential. So you know, already know there's opportunity. It's just a matter of can you deliver? Right. Um, but no, I, yeah, you actually got to do more homework to, to homework. pivot so, than, than just, oh, I'm just going to pivot. No, you got to know more about that than you know what you're doing. Sure. And to add a little bit of clarity and context to what that Grant makes- was asking, he was saying he would like, for, so for example, what he wants to do, he wants to pivot into more 3D scanning content. But the mm-hmm. analytics he's seeing, he is to suggest that it's not remotely popular on YouTube at the moment. So that's a that's something that you probably have some really interesting insight on, right? If like the analytics are telling you like, well, people don't seem to really like scanning content doesn't resonate. I don't know how you validate that entirely. But, um, you know, that's the fear or maybe there, I don't know. How do you even know that grant? I guess that's what I'm not uh, clear. Maybe it doesn't resonate because there hasn't been any good content, you know, or are we putting the cart before the horse to some extent? Don't know. Well, I mean, in, in general, he may have, he may have done his homework and found out, yeah, there's no, it's not a good path, yeah. you know, as much as he wanted to do it's not a good path. Yeah. But at the same point, are there areas that he's looking and you're looking at that and you go, like I had, I had a video where I took um, a clip, uh, just a microphone stand clip, and I scanned it on my paper scanner. Mm-hmm. Brought that in a Tinkercad and you know reproduced it, and it was just I fixed it, I fixed the thing. That that video blew up, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I got you know a lot of positive feedback from that. So two D so scanners started, are hot, Grant, just not three D scanners. Yeah. Yeah, it was two D <laughs> scan exactly, and so I started looking into that. It's like okay, there there was definitely some interest, but it really was a variation of what I was already doing. As far as three D scans, my biggest issue with the three D scan was, although you know there's phone apps now that'll do it, but my biggest issue with the three D scan and why I haven't gone down that path is all the editing and all the the work you have to the do after you scan it and yeah. make it work. Yeah, and now I'm like, okay, how many people want to go through that work? Yeah. How big is that audience that want to do that? And do you want to do all that work and show all that work? Personally, not. It wasn't for me. So I don't. I get companies offer me scanners, and I'm like, nah, pass. But, but it's just not for me. But that was. I've kind of gone mm-hmm. down that path before. Um, I just don't think the the the, the tools are there yet. If what? it ever gets to the point where I could, you know, take something, scan it real quick, and boom, print it. Yeah. Okay. Now we're talking something different, but. Well, that's a, that's a really good point that the time is the X factor in this. So there's nothing inherently about 3d scanning that theoretically couldn't do well, but obviously the, the, it's the collision of the accessibility of the tools, right? The simplicity of their use, how ubiquitous they mm-hmm. are, right? All of those things that makes it oh. intriguing. So when the price point comes down and when the technology gets to a point where people are having them more readily, the, like the way they have 3D printers and stuff like that, then yes, absolutely, the content will probably do better. Maybe we're not there yet. You'd be very niche right now because the really good ones, as you well know, Grant, are not particularly affordable to most people. Um, and so you're you're limiting your 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 audience and then to compound that 
you're talking about a pro consumer, like a professional or business, and they they're not spending a lot of time on YouTube. A lot of times, like that's kind of backwards, in a lot of ways. Not always, but a lot of those but, big business aren't. But here's the thing: if 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 you're interested in making scanning work, if you want to develop a product, you know, just yeah. like I develop a product, and you want to make it easier, you see that this is an opportunity where there isn't that out there. Mm-hmm. Now you've got, you know, that's something you work on the side until you get that you know, done. And then you make content showing how easy it is to scan using your stuff, you know, and, and so you've created your own market. So at that point, if you truly were passionate about scanning, you're not relying on other company stuff, you're making your own. Right. Now, again, is that, is that a big enough business money wise? Again, you got to have to do your own analysis and, and everything. But, Can't help you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but if your passion is making a scanner or making that work, again, it's that's what you go after. Right. It's not money driving you. It's your passion for what you're working on and the money will follow. Right. You know, that's like a perfect example. There you go. Grant. See, it's easy. You just have to make a better 3D scanner and then make the content around that. That's easy. Just wise words from Chuck Hellebuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> completely, completely different animal there. Uh, but, but no, I think you're, I think you're right. I think that uh, the, like, and this is what I was talking about earlier on that when you, when you have that culmination of when you're positioning yourself as a subject matter expert on something and you have the product, you got that one, two punch. That's just unbeatable, right? It's like, you got the educational content behind it. You've also got the product and it's just such a great, and then that's where like the ideas and then the companies start coming in and, you know, so it's, 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 it takes some time. It takes some time to find it. My question, my next question for you guys is about runway because we talk about, you gotta, you just gotta keep going until you figure out what works. Right. And there's going to be times where you're going to, you know what, this isn't working and I need to pivot or I, I need to just completely stop this and do focus on something else. How do you know when you've given it enough time? You know, like how, how do you, uh, do you, do you get the feedback? Because I think there's a lot of stuff that you've probably done, Chuck, that, that one could argue has just been ahead of its time, right? You just got there too yeah. early. Uh, and, and it, you could probably go in and probably tweak some content that you've done years ago that maybe do fantastic now. Right. Uh, and it just wasn't there at that particular time. So it's that, that's such a, such a challenge to determine. What do you, what do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I look back at my, when I launched, I was doing Tinkercad and designing things to fix around the house and projects. Cause I was looking at more, what do you do with a 3d printer? Cause I lived through, you know, I'm old enough that I lived through the computer age. I mean, we, the Apple one and all that was around when I was, you know, a teenager. So I, so I watched this and and a big part of those early years of the computer was, you know, people want to learn DOS and then the the sub commands and what boards to use. They, you know, they couldn't care less what you do with a computer. They're having more fun building their computer and, and, and learning their computer. And and then once that was all established, then it became what am I going to do with my computer? You know, and that's where you know Visicalc and you know and Word and all that stuff came about and email. You know, then we then we had the killer apps, right? Which I still don't think we've got a killer app for three D printing. But when I started out, you know, I'm showing what you could do with a three D printer, and I didn't realize not a lot of people had a three D printer, so my audience was small. And then when I shifted to how to update your printer, how to fix your printer, how to use a slicer, how to, then I, then it was a hit because there was more people looking for that information. So I'll, so my, what you do with it 
was ahead of the curve. Now I see that project videos and, and what to print and how to figure, I'm seeing more people doing those type of videos and having more success. And I'm going, oh my God, I was doing that, you know, four yeah. or five, six years ago. <laughs> I can bring some of that back and do it. And yeah. I've actually done some of that, tested it. So yeah, there's an example in my mind where I was ahead of the curve. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's timing is such a, such a tricky one. Um, can you dig in a, a touch more maybe on like, are, are, are you, I don't know, maybe it's, it's probably more of a gut feel. Somebody like you who's done this for so long and all this stuff, I, you probably develop a pretty good gut feel for stuff, right? So there's, there's a good percentage of your decision-making is probably driven by just like your gut feel. Is that fair? Or I know you pull analytics and I'm not saying all, but you don't, like how how much how much research do you really need to do before you convince yourself like you're on the right or the wrong path? No, I'm, I'm never I'm never done. I'm never convinced. It's it's uh, gut gut feel is just uh, just a start. It's like mm. gut feel. Okay, maybe I'll like scanning. Okay, I have a gut feel. I'm gonna go check out scanning. But but the whole idea is now I got to dive in and I got to get the analytics. I get you know look for what people are you know search. Um, Google Trends or whatever, you know, I'll watch other people's videos. I'll see, you know, where things where things are going <clears throat> before I can even go down that path. And if finally I decide, okay, there's enough data out there. I think this is worth trying. Then I try it, and then I look at my own data. I look at my own stats. Look at my own analytics. And is this going? Is this going well? Is should I maybe shift within this? What's working? What's not? Where are people dropping off of my video? Where are people where they're watching it again? I'm constantly doing that constantly mm -hmm. so i'm never really satisfied with a certain category um and and so my gut feel is just a gut feel and yeah experience experience definitely pays a part plays a part but i've been wrong so many times too so it's like i i, I don't trust my gut as much as you may think <laughs> but i don't ignore it either sure know? so it's just, it's one it's kind of like you know, say you want multiple you know revenue streams you want multiple idea streams. You want multiple, so that's why multiple ways I can get the analytics, but also ideas. Where do I get my ideas? Gut feel, watching other people, watching yeah. other videos. I mean, I think it was uh, Steve Jobs that says, "Good artists copy, great artists steal." Yeah, right. And, yeah. and it sounds really <laughs> rude, but there's but that's, yeah, that's there's jobs. a lot of truth to that. Yeah, a lot of truth to that. Yeah, is is someone you're you're standing on the shoulders of giants at that point, right? Sure, and so. But it's not just steal and then, you know, do it. It's the right. idea is that you're stealing what they've already accomplished, but now you're taking it to maybe a different direction or a next level or whatever. So to me, it's not really stealing, but he, he called it stealing. But I think that's really what he meant. It's the idea that they blazed the trail and now you want to take it further. Well, and to, mm -hmm. to dig deeper on that. I, I don't know, Andrew, what your feels are on this either, but but it's it's not the idea. I always say, and this is another one of these gross oversimplification things, but the idea itself is worthless. It's the mm -hmm. ex it's the way that you execute. So like, there's a ton of people out there with fantastic ideas that just suck at marketing right. it, getting it out in front of people, and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. that's where Jobs, I think, is really talking about coming in and saying like, I'm gonna take that. Like, this is a great idea. I'm gonna find these diamonds in the rough, and I'm gonna really shine that light on it in a way that is just gonna make it explode, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. that we see right. that all the time, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but the thing, how many times have you heard these successful guys will say, you know, they have a thousand ideas a day. 
Yeah. But they pick one or they pick two and they act on it. And they said, that's the whole thing. If you just yeah. sit there making ideas and people say, oh, I had that idea long ago. I should have, you know, I, I, I created that or, or I did this. Or, did you act on it? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you didn't act on it, having the idea really, it's cool that you had the idea, you know, I'll give you credit. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're smart, creative, whatever you had the idea, but the fact that you didn't do anything, even if you take the idea and you work with someone who's better in the areas where you're not good, you know, design or whatever, it's just that you're trying to do that. And then, as time goes on, that's where you find out, okay, you're going to shift, you know, but the, but ideas are just that they're ideas, you know, it's, it's yep. kind of like, you know, opinions, you know, everyone's got one, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter if you don't take that opinion and do something to fix what's what? wrong or help people mm-hmm. that's wrong. If you don't do anything, then it's just, a, that's why I hate politicians because <laughs> for the most part, all, they talk, talk. Yeah. Down, they want to get reelected. They really want to do anything. I don't mm-hmm. care what side of the aisle you're on they're just yeah. they're, they're all talkers and liars and it's like i have zero interest in what a politician says but give me technical people give me you know oh man that, that's that's the people i want to talk that's the people i want to listen to that's the people i want to know more about and what they're doing well and that's, and that's, yeah. that's the community i want to be part of I'll I'll take I'll take somebody that's executing on a on a mediocre or a poor idea all day long over somebody that's just sitting around and and writing down ideas that never happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it sounds stupid, but it's like because people that are actually executors executioners i don't know whatever people that are actually doing the stuff you know are are the ones that are mm-hmm. likely you know that that they're gonna have the will to get to the win eventually it's it's not it's not necessarily about like i said the idea i i want to go back to a conversation you and i had back in detroit when i was there for rapid chuck uh about rep box and you talk about gut feel and stuff like that and and you told me you said you know what you started doing that and i was like nah no this thing is not it's not going to do well. It's not going to sell. And and listen, there's part of me that that felt and thought the same way too. I I still to this day feel like that is a just a starting point of an i of an idea of like what's going to get me to the next thing. But it certainly did way 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 better than we ever I think imagined it to. Just out of partly sheer force of will and iterating and all that stuff. Same thing, you know, it's like, so you can only take your gut feel so far uh, and you're not always going to be right. And you're, you're willing to admit like, you know, I'm, I missed that one. You know, like we miss stuff all the time. I'm wrong more often than I'm right on a daily basis. It's just, there, there's a good point in there though. If you were to say, if I would have told you that early on, yeah. And if you respected my opinion and then you said, okay, you know, Chuck knows this industry, Mm. I guess I'm not going to make this box. Yeah. That was wrong. I mean, I, I don't really want to do that to anybody, but I could tell you now much later right. that I was wrong. Yeah. You know, in my thinking, but I didn't, cause we, you know, we met at maker fair when you were first promoting yeah. that thing. I didn't say that I was thinking it, but I didn't say it. <laughs> and all you did was go out, go out and prove me wrong. And, yeah. and I'm, that's why I was telling you there, it's like, I am so glad for you. So happy for you yeah. that I was wrong. Because you have proved that it's a great product and people want it and it's selling and it's it's awesome. And that's really what I was trying to tell you is like basically I'm proud of what you did, you know, within the community. And and so 
you know, I wouldn't have done it. I, I would have went down a path and said, nah, and I would have been wrong. So there's going to be times where you're going to have ideas that as someone else takes and makes success when you're like, oh man, I had that idea, I should have done it. Yeah. No, because you didn't have the passion. You didn't have the idea. Go with the passions you have, yeah. make those work, let them have theirs. We all, you know, we all benefit in the end. But, but yeah, that was, that was my point of that conversation is, Dude, and I fantastic. and I appreciate you telling me that, and I think that's that's exactly right. I don't think we want to discourage others. It's like you, you know you yeah. sh, you know what's the Confucius say? Um, man, man should not interrupt. You know, ah, I'm gonna blow it. Whatever. If somebody's doing it, you you let them go for it, right? <laughs> but the thing is, if someone is telling you, and, and yeah. a lot of times it's just people closest to you, it could be family or whatever, and they'll tell you, oh, that's not gonna work, or don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let that stop you. If you really have the passion, if you really have the idea, if you really want to go after it, go after it. I mean, yeah. I mean, just for example, I I told my son, both my sons are both really good hockey players. I told them, I said, have a backup plan. Yeah. You know, you, you want to make it the NHL, but have a backup plan. My one son started a business in the basement uh, when he was a junior in high school and turned into that's what he does full time. He's got a big business that he that he runs. That he he went with a backup plan. Connor Connor told me he says, Dad, I don't want a backup plan. He yeah. says, I says, that's okay. It takes time to figure it out. He goes, No, no, I don't want one. He says it's going to distract me. I'm going to keep going until I make the NHL. And you know, man, so it, here it is, it's real quick. Dad didn't, dad didn't help. <laughs> he made it happen. You know, so man who says it cannot be done should not interrupt man doing it. It's that's what I, exactly. it's a funny way. It's like. You know, and it's it's a great way. It's one of my, it's mm -hmm. it's flippant and whatever, but it's a, I think it's a good point. And and I appreciate in this day and age of people sharing opinions on the internet, and there's a million people out there gonna be like, that's a stupid idea. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, you know, go bury your head in the sand. Go get you know whatever. It, it's it sucks to see how demotivating it is out there. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that you as another business person can respect. You know, like I wouldn't do this myself, but. You went out, you did it, you proved me wrong. That's great. Those are the little tasty snacks that motivate me, Chuck. It's all the I'm telling you right now, the whole reason I'm in business is just to prove Chuck wrong. I love it. It it just it, it just fuels my fire. I'm kidding. I'm uh, wrong a lot. We got a lot of opportunities. <laughs> lots of fuel for my fire then. Lots of fuel. Uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, we're, we're closing in at the top of the hour, and uh, I think we need to find a way to wrap this up with a nice, tidy bow. So many great nuggets. I feel like there's just mm -hmm. great little sound clips we could pull out of here and, and chuck wisdom and, and all of that stuff. But um, I, I always love these conversations. I always value having guests with a lot of experience and stuff like that that, that really provide a lot of energy to the conversation, a lot of perspective, sharing not just the wins but the fails. I mean, that's where a lot of that mm -hmm. teaching lies a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 finding finding your people that, you know, inspire you. I hope that anybody out there that's just thinking about making a run, you know, listening to this, like, you know, uh, I, I can't, we've talked about it before, the value of networking, find people, sharing ideas, yes. Having ideas in the hopper, yes. But at the end of the day, execute. Like, go, just try it because... Until you get there, until you start walking the path, you're not you're not going to really truly know. And and truthfully, it'll probably open up new opportunities that you haven't even you know considered. As Chuck is a fantastic example of, you just got all those little Ridley. I want to see the five legged. Somebody do the five legged Chuck table because the pooch table is you know four three legged at best, very wobbly. 
but ch- the Chep table is a solid five points of contact with the ground at all times. So that's yeah. a that's good. That's good. The thing is, and, and this is again goes back to if you're creator, some of the some of the worst comments I ever received were were from a book. You know, Amazon though people go on there and just bash the heck out of you. You know, I spent two years writing a book and, and all I get is negatives. So when I got to YouTube and there's negative comments, that, that's why that stuff don't bother me because it's not that I ignore it because sometimes there's nuggets of information. There's nuggets yeah. of pot, you know, uh, constructive criticism, but do not let those people win. Yeah. Keep going. You're going to get negative comments. You're going to get people telling you it won't work. You're going to get people you trust and love when they're telling you it ain't going to work. Prove them wrong. Yeah. Follow yeah. your passion. Make it work. Don't rely on one revenue stream. See if you can develop up to five revenue streams and and do what you want to do. And that's that's the best message I could give to anyone who wants to make money being a maker. Find your passion, go after it, and make it work. Yeah. God, well said. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, know yourself too. I would I would add know thyself because I think everybody's path is going to be different. And what works for them, but like you're, you know, some people operate better without a net, right? So you talk about Connor, uh, sorry, your son that's in the NHL and stuff like that. No backup plan. I mean, I I just respect that degree of just raw confidence, right? It's not for everybody. Uh, I don't know that I would always even recommend that. You know, I'm more along your, I'm a little more conservative. I would say have a backup plan and stuff like that. But there is no one path. And and if you don't know how you are and what drives you, like think about what motivates you and how you operate and what it is that you need uh, to get there. And um, Chuck, you're, you're, you're an inspiration. I think you, you just find that balance of, of inspiration just right. It's like you, you can tell you're like, okay, well, here's I've, I've said my piece. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. And, and then I think that's just the right amount of inspiration, uh, and, and opinion let people kind of draw from it what they will. So I think it's a great approach. I, I love it. I hope I'm as inspiring to my kids, uh, someday too. So we'll see. You are, you don't, you don't realize it. <laughs> you are every parent yeah. is. They just don't realize it, but every parent is right now. I'm just trying to get them to put their shoes anywhere, but in the middle of the floor, you know, so <laughs> if I, you know, but, but you're running a business. Good. You're running a business. You're doing stuff. They see that. They see what you're doing. They see the hours you're putting in. You see the work that you're doing. They're learning from that. And you don't even realize they're learning from it. Yeah. That Those are the things that the lessons that, that you learn from your friends. You learn from successful people. If you, if you hang around unsuccessful people, you don't learn a whole lot. So mm. that's why to me, those negative comments, those negative people, those people telling you don't do it. It's fine. They can have their opinions. That's fine. You don't have to block them. But, but the idea is that don't let that control you. Yeah. Stay to your passion. Amen. Follow the people who are successful. You'll learn more from them. Amen. Uh, I got to call this out because it's genius. Uh, uh, somebody, for when you decide to do your podcast, uh, consider Hella Bucks with Hella Buck as a podcast name, you know, because <laughs> the guy's just hand over fist, right? Yeah. Uh, Chuck, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I, I just, I, I love talking to you, man. Uh, a belated happy birthday to you as well. Uh, I know you, we, we didn't even say that at the top of the hour, but uh, birthday boy, uh, birthday wishes to you. Andrew, as always, man, thank you so much. Everybody in the chat, uh, anybody listening back, like I said, if you want to join us in the chat, feed us questions, join us on the hotline, any of that stuff, you're welcome to do that. Uh, and uh, if, if 
you know, give us feedback. Tweet at us. Uh, I got all our handles. Uh, you know, if you, this is the kind of content you like, if you have suggestions for future pods and stuff like that, let us know. You know, we love it. It's all about the conversation, and uh, hopefully, we're learning something and having subscribe some fun. Subscribe to Filament Friday. <laughs> subscribe hey. to Filament Friday. Go check out his channel. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That is the key takeaway from this episode. Love you, man. Uh, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Happy Friday, and we will catch you next Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific, for another Maker That Money. Until then, enjoy. Take care. Yeah.